Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is Episode 21, Presence, Three Strategies for Mindfulness in Leadership and Life. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. So how hard is it to be mindful when we're constantly inundated with information? It's been documented that our amazing human body sends us about 11 million bits of information to our brains for processing per second. Let that sink in for just one second. And with all that's currently going on around you right now, in this moment, it just seems impossible. Well, if you contrast that with how much our conscious mind is able to process, that's about 50 bits per second, which translates to 0.000000455% bits of information that we're offered. Is it really that shocking that we have a hard time focusing? Mindfulness is not only a conscious choice, but it must be deliberate and focused as a practice. I face this all the time in my business, especially now that I'm working at home all the time. We need to literally train our brains to pay attention to what is most important rather than our brain deciding for us. You know what? Because it does. Even as I write these podcast notes, I'm sitting on the deck and currently available to me are (laughs) one PC, one MacBook, because I'm trying to train my brain with that, an iPhone, an Apple Watch, a Bluetooth speaker, my puppy Sammy, she's hot but loyal, the trees, and that freaking cottonwood that floats, oh my gosh, endlessly into my personal space. It's driving me nuts. I look at the fading deck furniture and I think, isn't it time to replace this set? And the birds, we have so many beautiful birds, stunning cardinals, and I'm trying to attract hummingbirds, but they won't come. Why not? I have two feeders out there. I have all kinds of plants that attract them. Why aren't they here? I've got an empty can of water and I think, should I be drinking more? What's in our brain is really endless, which is why typing these notes is taking me hours versus the minutes it should or could if I were really more locked into the experience, the typing, the coherent thoughts, and what strategies I really want to offer to combat this brain overwhelm. Yes, this is about practice, practice, practice. So consider the costs of that lack of attention. And you know what? This list could be endless at work. But think about that, not focusing on the right priorities at the right time. Hashtag me right now. (laughs) 
not giving our full attention, our complete attention to our employees or our associates or our manager when they need us to be involved in problem solving or decision making, collaboration, empathy, or simply just a human connection. When we're unable to complete tasks in a realistic time frame because we choose to be distracted. Think about navigating from meeting to meeting and not really being present in the current ones to be able to contribute and collaborate at the level that you want to. We can also revisit those tricky emotions, being aware of your present emotions, not recognizing the myriad of emotions that make up our daily experience, or making choices and taking action based on urgency rather than thoughtful decision-making criteria. My coach just talked to me about that last week, making mindful choices and considering the impact of my choices on my life. What about being reactive rather than proactive? Or you know what? You can just add your own because I bet you can think back to your last week or even in the last day and think about what the lack of mindfulness might have cost you at work. I don't even want to think about the personal side of it. We're just talking work here, and that's challenging enough. So knowing that we are collectively facing a significant challenge in staying mindful, I want to offer just a few strategies to get you going. These are three things that you can do to get started. Number one, decide when you want to be mindful, because let's face it, being mindful all the time it seems a little daunting, almost, well, bordering on impossible. But when you think about it, focus on the situations when mindfulness is the most important. You could just take your calendar, you know, written, (laughs) written or electronic at the beginning of the day and think about your most important goals and priorities. Decide in advance when you're going to be fully engaged and fully in the present moment. I know that sounds weird, but it will make a big shift. Just leveling up your awareness. Consider, plan, and make a conscious choice. Maybe that's an important one-on-one you have, or a meeting where you have to really show up and make a strategic decision, or maybe it's some time that you have to block on your calendar to work on an important deadline. I'm doing that for myself today, and I'm going to choose and honor that choice. I'm going to get this done and I'm going to pay attention and be really mindful of my thoughts and my actions. Number two is fully engaging with the person or the task. Check this out, you guys. Research suggests that we spend about 50% of our time thinking backwards and forwards, not even aware of the present moment. And even in listening to this podcast, are you multitasking? Has your mind wandered at all? Of course it has. Not that I'm not completely amazing to listen to, but our brain does that to us. Of course, we ruminate on past situations or actions or conversations or decisions or people for all kinds of reasons. Maybe it's about regret or understanding, or we use our past to consider the future. But regardless, we're not in the moment, or you might be worrying about what's coming up. What's in the future? What else do you need to do? There's irony in that. If we spend half our time focusing on the past or focusing on the future, we're not dialed in to what we can be doing right now. And we lose a lot by doing that. Number three is single task. 
Now, I know some of you are going to be out there thinking that you are an amazing multitasker. Do you know what? From some of the research, it's said that only 2% of the population can actually multitask effectively. However, the vast majority of us believe that we are within that incredibly small percentage. You're probably thinking, I'm one of those, (laughs) and we're all thinking that, and it's only 2% freaking percent. But you know what? Here is some interesting data. If you're not overwhelmed by what I've offered you so far, the average person checks their phone 150 times per day. The average time spent before we interrupt ourselves is only one minute and 15 seconds. And this one I think is so compelling because the time it takes for our brain to resume a task after we're interrupted is a staggering 25 minutes. You can Google out there and find out how many millions of dollars are wasted in multitasking at work in terms of our productivity and performance, but it would probably make you very sad and weepy. I don't want that to happen to you or to your company or to your employees or to your family. There is so much research about mindfulness and about the importance of presence in our life. The health benefits are amazing. So in this 10-minute podcast, what I want you to take away are just three things. One, decide that you want to be more mindful. Decide on purpose that this is something that's going to benefit you and everybody in your life. Number two, engage fully and pay attention to when you get distracted. Choose not to do it. And number three, really invest yourself in single tasking. I did this one day for one full day. I paid attention to those three strategies and my performance was mind-blowing. Of course, I was in my pajamas because it was a work-at-home day, but despite my pajama-wearing day, I produced so much because I was really consciously aware of implementing these three strategies. It will work. So the case for mindfulness is not difficult to make. The data, it's grave, and the impact on our lives is just obvious. To be intentional in leadership in life, we have to pay attention. Take back your presence. It's a gift to yourself and everyone we work and live with and our lives. Consider this passage. I think this is really exceptional by Michael Thumb. The present moment is the only thing where there is not time. It is the point between past and future. It is always there. And it is the only point we can access in time. Everything that happens, happens in the present moment. Everything that has ever happened and will happen can only happen in the present moment. It is impossible for anything to exist outside of it. So let's honor it. Today, I am celebrating 1,000 podcast downloads. So thank you. Thank you for listening. And join me next time because if you have a hard time making decisions and you're stuck and overwhelmed, you're going to want to listen to this episode. We're going to focus on the costs of indecision and staying stuck.